Five on five in five. It is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Fletcher, Kelly, Stephen here with you once again. And in our notes, it apparently it is Wednesday, my dudes. It is Wednesday. Thank you, Fletcher. It's a Honestly, I do notes. appreciate the reminder because I'm still, and I've been here all week. It's not like I didn't start my week on a Monday. I'm just thrown off. Yeah, but when you flip the year, a whole year at the beginning of the week while all your kids are on break. But that's the best time to do it because you start the new year on a Monday. You know, It's one thing if Monday was 2023 and then Thursday's 2024, but this year... You well, if we went Monday to Thursday, we'd have a whole host of problems. Well, that's true. <laughs> I was like, that's not how the cal- I don't know a lot about a lot, but I know that's not that's how the calendar works. That's a party. <laughs> Let's talk about the forecast. Clear and cold this morning, so you knew that if you went outside. We could see a passing sprinkle, potentially a flurry overnight. The real focus of the forecast, though, remains on the weekend. That system is still in California, so... Uh, and it's going to look a lot different for California than it does for us in the central Ohio, northern Kentucky area. So uh, we now know that it's on land, though, so we have a better idea of the path and any wintry impacts it could have. Again, we're still not talking about until the weekend. So nothing too crazy to forecast at this point. Again, just a reminder to be prepared. So today, sunny to partly cloudy. We will see the sun, that clearing, even though it made it cold. We'll see the sunshine, and Lord knows I need the sunshine. Uh, high of 43 tonight, passing sprinkle flurry, low of 27. Tomorrow, uh, partly cloudy, high of 36. Friday, mostly cloudy. Then again, that change starts to move in, and we'll have a better timeline of that. Probably that we'll talk about more tomorrow. All right, let's get to our headlines for today. Five on five in five. Fletcher, story number one. Yes, yeah, story number one. Not necessarily breaking overnight, but continuing the big story from last night into this morning. Police are asking for the public's help in identifying a man wanted in connection to the attack of a woman and theft of her vehicle in Butler County. Yeah, we have surveillance video of this entire altercation happening. Very scary for this person. And surveillance video shows the suspect walking outside a gas station, hitting this woman, knocking her to the ground, grabbing her keys, jumping in her pickup truck, and driving away she actually got up and was trying to open the door while this man was inside it so uh the suspect did get away happening 7 30 tuesday night this is at the marathon gas station at state route 128 and us 27 it is a red pickup truck 2003 chevy silverado ohio plates 391 z p y so if you see that truck if you see a chevy silverado we have the surveillance video on WLWT.com with a photo of the suspect, a very clear photo of this suspect. So go check it out if you recognize this person. Call Ross Township. We also have the number there as well. A new law in Ohio is about two weeks away from taking effect and will drastically impact how children in the state use and interact with social media. It could. There's a lot here, and it's definitely a big talker, especially if you have teenage children or younger children who are asking to be on social media. So we're talking about the Social Media Parental Notification Act. It's set to take effect on January 15th. It will require social media companies to determine if a user is 16 and older, and if not, gets consent from a parent or legal guardian for the child to use that app. And the certain ages would have some sort of filters in place on content they could see to keep them safe, um, as well as they're talking about mental health as a whole part of this entire thing. So this includes Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and YouTube. I was at the hair salon the other day. Moms were talking about this. So Ohio Lieutenant Governor John Houston explained the importance of the bill likening social media to having a stranger sit at your house and talk to your child because 
people can access your children on social media that they wouldn't have uh, in your house otherwise. So likely going to run into some legal challenges here. That's been the case in Utah and in Arkansas, Georgia, Louisiana, Texas are efforting similar efforts. Now, Cybersecurity experts say it will be difficult for sites to enforce these age limits, especially if children are savvy enough to create fake accounts. So this is one of those scenarios where it's good for you as a parent to know that this is something that's going into play. So that way you can help be a part of that situation when you're downloading these things on the apps or looking for those maybe secondary accounts that kids create trying to get get their way around this. Important to note, this is for downloads after January 15th. So it does not retroactively impact kids under 16. That's good to know, especially heading into this. We'll dig into it more closer to the 15th. Yes, and uh, as that, we will continue to follow any legal challenges that continue or that might arise uh, as we get closer to the 15th as well. Uh, our third story this morning, uh, bringing you updates on a story we brought you yesterday, a New Year's Day, or earlier this week, rather. Uh, a New Year's Day fire in Coleraine Township has left three people in critical condition, among them a two-year-old child and a pregnant woman. Yes, and one of the big things that came out of this, we actually got to speak to the person who went back into this burning building to get everybody out. His name is Justin Smith. Uh, he said, it was the, the quote he had, it wasn't really smoke, it was more like a black abyss. So he really went into danger to start pounding on doors to get people to wake up 3.30 in the morning and to go uh, get out. So the fire started Monday morning. It was thick. They had to use thermal imaging, the firefighters, to find the victims, but everybody got out in about 10 minutes or so. And uh, the battalion chief thanks that neighbor for doing that, doesn't recommend people do that, because obviously if you do go go in, get hurt, then there's another situation of safety and getting you out as well. But um, thankfully, Justin Smith did that. The victims are all taken to a hospital. Unfortunate situation, but thankfully a man like Justin Smith exists to help those people there. Moving internationally for our fourth story this morning, a top Hamas leader has been killed in a drone strike, but Israel is bracing for retaliation. Yeah, so Hamas and Lebanese officials are blaming Israel for the attack. Israel hasn't commented at this point. Obviously, there is a lot of the day to be had still. Iran-backed Hezbollah is vowing retaliation against Israel if they target Palestinian officials in Lebanon and all the latest signs that the violence of the war may expand to other countries, which was a fear early on, and that's now starting to take a little bit more shape. So meanwhile, in Gaza, the health ministry says more than 22,000 people have been killed since the beginning of the war. Israel says it's planning to pull back troops in the coming days to keep pace for a potential long-term conflict. Lots of updates coming daily with that, and we'll, of course, bring those to you. And finally, wrapping us up here on 5 on 5 in 5, a pair of Cincinnati natives were witnesses to a terrible accident on a Tokyo runway uh, yesterday that we brought you uh, both on this podcast and on our newscast yesterday morning. Yes, Judy Carzales and Rose Burke, they went to Japan for a New Year's vacation. They were at the airport and they actually heard it all happening. If you've seen the video, it'd be hard to miss. It's it's wild, incredible, terrible video all at the same time uh, as five Japanese Coast Guard crew members died after a plane landing. Uh, collided with them. Still no word who was at fault. Was it an air shaft controller? Was it one of the pilots between the ground or the air? Um, But everybody on the uh, passenger plane did make it off. There were a few injuries there as there's fire surrounding the plane, but still, even with 
everything going on, everybody got off that plane. Uh, one person, one pilot from the Coast Guard plane, they were going to help the victims of the earthquake that happened in Japan just the day before that. But uh, back to our local folks, they uh, they said that the tragedy left them with nothing but uncertainty. They did initially book a last-minute flight to Hawaii, but that was canceled, and then a later one was canceled as well. So hopefully they can get home safely, not the ending to their vacation, I'm sure they were uh, expecting. But we'll be staying on top of that. We'll be staying on top of the earthquake in Japan that was following where those Coast Guard members were going and any other headlines as well. So we got to wrap up the podcast. Kelly and I have to go be on TV in about a minute and a half. So we got to go. Bye. It's 5 on 5 and 5. We'll see you tomorrow.